Hi everyone, it's Evelyn. Thank you for joining me again for another chapter of The Untethered Soul. Uh, I have been reading this for several weeks now. Thank you for keeping up with me. These readings are on Sundays and Mondays, usually, and this is the second book that I'm reading. The first one was Into the Light by John Mer Lerma, sorry, um, and it was on hospice care, which is something that I think is really cool um, just to identify uh, what's called deathbed visits. So if those interest you, I highly suggest you go back and listen to those awesome stuff. And I had to share it with everybody because in the podcast, I ref reference it often. Uh, aside from that, this is a completely different experience uh, and it is related to but not correlated directly with the podcast episodes themselves. So if this isn't your thing, that's okay. If it is, I'm super excited to share it with you. Uh, this is all about getting to know your your mind, your body, your spirit, and trying to understand what makes it tick. Um, and it's it's written beautifully. Uh, there's a lot of imagine points. There's a lot of um, scenarios where they're putting yourself in someone else's shoes and vice versa. So brace yourself for some information like that. It can be kind of confusing if you're not holding on to every every word. Um, but if you are also following, following along and, and have been for several weeks, then you can order this from Kindle or Amazon. Um, it's a New York Times bestseller, so it's not hard to find. Um, and, you know, thank you for being here and thank you for sticking it out with me for 13 chapters. And I can't wait to continue reading this with you. Uh, so I hope that you have a drink and you're ready um, because this chapter is called Far, Far Beyond. Ultimately, the word beyond captures the true meaning of spirituality. In its most basic sense, going beyond means going past where you are. It means not staying in your current state. When you constantly go beyond yourself, there are no more limitations. There are no more boundaries. Limitations and boundaries only exist at the places where you stop going beyond. If you never stop, you never go beyond boundaries, beyond limitations, and beyond the sense of a restricted self. Beyond is infinite in all directions. If you take a laser beam and aim it in any direction, it will go on for infinity. It would only cease to be infinite if you created an artificial boundary that it could not penetrate. Boundaries create the appearance of finiteness in an infinite space. Things seem finite because your perception hits mental boundaries. In truth, everything is infinite. It is you who takes that which goes on forever and talks about a mile from there. What is a mile from here? It's nothing but a piece of infinity. There are no limits. There's just the infinite universe. To go beyond, you must keep going past the limits that you put on things. This requires changes at the core of your being. Right now, you're using your analytical mind to break up the world into individual thoughts of objects. You're then using the same mind to put these discrete thoughts together in a defined relationship to each other. You do this in an attempt to feel a semblance of control. This is seen most clearly in your constant attempt to make the unknown known. You say to yourself, it wouldn't dare rain tomorrow, it's my day off. 
And since Jennifer loves being outdoors, she will certainly want to go hiking with me. In fact, if I want an extra day off, Tom won't mind covering for me. After all, I covered for him once. You have it all figured out. You know how everything is supposed to be, even the future. Your views, your opinions, your preferences, your concepts, your goals, and your beliefs are all ways of bringing the infinite universe down to a finite, where you can feel a sense of control. Since the analytical mind cannot handle the infinite, you create an alternate reality of finite thoughts that can remain fixed within your mind. You've taken the whole, broken it into pieces, and selected a handful of these pieces to be put together in a certain way within your mind. This mental model has become your reality. You must now struggle day in and day out to make the world fit your model, and you label everything that doesn't fit as wrong, bad, or unfair. If anything happens that challenges how you view things, you fight, you defend, you rationalize, you get frustrated and angry over simple little things. This is the result of being unable to fit what's actually happening into the model of your reality. If you want to go beyond your model, you have to take the risk of not believing in it. If your mental model is bothering you, it's because it doesn't incorporate reality. Your choice is either to resist reality or go beyond the limits of your model. In order to truly go beyond your model, you must first understand why you built it. The easiest way to understand this is to study what happens when the model doesn't work. Have you ever built your whole world on a model of a life predicated upon another person's behavior or the performance of a relationship? If so, have you ever had the foundation pulled out from under you? Somebody leaves you. Somebody dies. Something goes wrong. Something shakes your model to the core. When this happens, your entire view of who you believe you are, including your relationship to everyone and everything around you, begins to fall apart. You panic and do everything that you can to hold it together. You beg, you fight, and struggle to try to keep your world from collapsing. Once you've had an experience like that, and most people have, you realize that the model you've built is tenacious at best. The entire thing can fall apart. The whole model and all that it's built upon including your entire view of yourself and everything else can start to crumble. What you experience when this happen is what happens is one of the most important learning experiences of your life. You come face to face with what made you build the model. The level of discomfort and disorientation you experience is frightening. You struggle just to get back some semblance of normal perception. What you're really doing is trying to pull the mental model back around you so that you can settle down into your familiar mental setting. But our whole world doesn't have to fall apart in order for us to see what we're doing in there. We are constantly trying to hold it all together. If you really want to see why you do things, then don't do them and see what happens. Let's say you're a smoker. If you decide to stop smoking, you'll quickly confront the urges that caused you to smoke. These urges are the reason you smoke. They are the outermost layer of cause. If you can sit through these urges, you will see what caused them. If you can... Get comfortable with what you see, you'll face the next layer of causation, and on, layer upon layer. Likewise, there's a reason you overeat. There's a reason why you dress the way that you do. There's a reason for everything you do. If you want to see why you care so much about what you wear and what your hair is like, then just don't do it one day. Wake up in the morning and go somewhere disheveled with your hair a mess and see what happens to the energies inside of you. See what happens to you when you don't do the things that make you comfortable. What you'll see is why you're doing them. 
You're constantly trying to stay within your comfort zone. You struggle to keep people, places, and things in a manner that supports your model. If they start to go any other way, you get uncomfortable. Your mind then becomes active, telling you how to get things back to the way you need them to be. The moment somebody starts behaving in a way that's outside of your expectations, your mind starts talking. It says, what should I do about this? I just can't ignore what he did. I could confront him directly or I could ask someone else to talk to him. Your mind is telling you to fix it and it doesn't really matter what you end up doing. It's all about getting back within your comfort zone. The zone is finite. All attempts to stay within you keep you finite. Going beyond always means letting go of the efforts to keep things within your defined limits. So there are two ways that you can live. You can devote your life to staying in your comfort zone or you can work on your freedom. In other words, you can devote your whole life to the process of making sure everything fits within your limited model or you can devote your life to freeing yourself from the limits of your model. To understand this better, let's take a trip to the zoo. Imagine that you're having a great time until you see a tiger inside a small cage. This causes you to contemplate what it would be like to live the rest of your life in such a tight confinement. The very thought is extremely frightening to you, but in truth, the confines of your comfort zone create just such a cage. This inner cage doesn't limit your body. It limits the expanse of your consciousness. Because you're unable to go outside your comfort zone, you are in essence locked in confinement. If you examine this, you'll see that you're willing to stay in this cage because you're afraid. Your comfort zone is familiar to you beyond its unknown. To fully appreciate this, just imagine the most paranoid person you've ever met in your entire life. He's so scared. Every moment of his life, he thinks somebody's trying to hurt him. If you offer him a tiger's cage, he might accept your offer. He doesn't see it as being locked in a cage. He sees it as a protection from what could harm him. That which looks like a prison to you looks like safety to him. What if a security service came to your house and bolted down all the doors and barred all the windows? If you happened to be inside at the time, would you panic and want to get out or would you thank them for helping you feel safe? Most people have the second reaction when it comes to the limitations of their psyche. They want to stay in there and feel safe. They don't say, get me out of here. I'm locked in this tiny world in which everything has to be a certain way. I have to worry about what everybody's doing, what I look like, and everything I ever said. I want out. Instead of wanting out, they try to keep their cage stable. If something is not comfortable, they do whatever they must to protect themselves to get back to a feeling of safety. If you've ever done that, it means that you love your cage. When the cage of the psyche got rattled, you fixed it so that you could be comfortable inside. When you truly awake spiritually, you realize that you're caged. You wake up and realize that you can hardly move in there. You're constantly hitting the limitations of your comfort zone. You see that you're afraid to tell people what you really think. You're too self-conscious to freely express yourself. You see that you have to stay on top of everything in order to be okay. Why? There's really no reason. You've set these limitations on yourself. If you don't stay within them, you get scared, you feel hurt, and you feel threatened. That is your cage. The tiger knows the limits of his cage when he hits the bars. You know the limits of your cage when the psyche starts to resist. Your bars are the outer boundary of your comfort zone. The minute you come to the edge of your cage, it lets you know in no uncertain terms. Let's look at this cage by way of example. In the old days, if you wanted to keep your dog in the backyard, you had to put up a fence. Nowadays, you don't need a fence because everything is electronic. You just bury wires underground and put a little collar on your dog. 
The dog thinks, hey, I'm free. I used to have to be inside of a fence. This is great. Of course, he goes running right to where he's not supposed to go and zap. He jumps back and barks. What happened? An indivisible limit was there. And when the dog approached that limit, it gave him a little shock and it hurt. It was uncomfortable enough to show the dog that now there is fear when he approaches the boundaries. So you see, a cage doesn't have to look like a cage. It can be a cage created by your fear or discomfort. If you approach your limits, you begin to feel uncomfortable and insecure. Those are the bars of your cage. As long as you stay inside of it, you cannot possibly know what's on the other side. The boundaries of this cage are what make the world appear finite and temporal. The infinite and eternal are just outside the limits of your cage. Going beyond means going beyond the borders of the cage. There should be no cage. The soul is infinite. It is free to expand everywhere. It is free to experience all of life. This can only happen when you're willing to face reality without mental boundaries. If you still have barriers and you know what they are because you hit them every day, you'll be willing to go beyond them. Otherwise, you remain within your cage. And remember, decorating your cage with beautiful experiences and fond memories and great dreams is not the same as going beyond. A cage by any other name is still a cage. You must be willing to go beyond. Throughout each day, you frequently hit the edges of your cage. When you hit these edges, you either pull back or you try to force things to change so that you can remain comfortable. You actually use the brilliance of your mind to stay inside your cage. Day in and day out, you plot and plan on how to stay within your comfort zone. Sometimes you can't even fall asleep at night because you're too busy thinking about what you need to do to stay within your cage. How can I make it so she will never leave me? How can I keep her from ever be becoming interested in somebody else? You're trying to figure out how to be sure that you won't hit the edges of your cage. Let's go back to the dog. Since that particular dog was used to roaming free, it's sad when he stops trying to get out of the yard. The only reason he'd stop trying to go beyond his little space is that he's afraid of the edges. But what we're dealing with here is a very brave dog that's determined to be free. Imagine a dog that has not given up. You find him sitting there right at the place where the collar starts vibrating and he's not backing off. Every minute he's stepping forward a little bit more in order to get used to the force field. If he continues, he will eventually get out. There's not a chance in the world that he won't. Since it's just an artificial edge, he can just get through if he just learns to withstand the discomfort. He just has to be ready, willing, and able to handle the discomfort. The collar cannot actually hurt him. It's just uncomfortable. If he's willing to go beyond the comfort zone, he is free to come and go at will. Your cage is just like this. When you approach the edges, you feel insecurity, jealousy, fear, or self-consciousness. You, you pull back, and if you're like most people, you stop trying. Spirituality begins when you decide that you'll never stop trying. Spirituality is the commitment to go beyond, no matter what it takes. It is an infinite journey based upon going beyond yourself every minute of every day for the rest of your life. If you're truly going beyond, you're always at your limits. You're never back in the comfort zone. A spiritual being feels as though they are always against that edge and they are constantly being pushed through it. Eventually, you will realize that it cannot actually hurt you to go beyond your actual psychological limits. If you're willing, 
to just stand at the edge and keep walking. You will go beyond. You used to pull back when it got uncomfortable. Now you relax and go past that point. That is all it takes to go beyond. Go beyond where you were a minute ago, handling what's happening now. Would you like to go beyond? Would you like to feel no edges? Imagine a comfort zone that is so expanded that it can easily fit the entire day, no matter what happens. The day unfolds and the mind doesn't say anything. You simply interact with the day with a peaceful, fully inspired heart. If your edges happen to get hit, the mind doesn't complain. It all just passes through. This is how great beings live. When you're trained like a great athlete to immediately relax through your edges when they get hit, then it's all over. You realize that you will always be fine. Nothing can ever bother you except your edges, and now you know what to do with them. You end up loving your edges because they point your way to freedom. All you have to do is constantly relax and lean into them. And one day, when you least expect it, you fall through to the infinite. And that's what it means to go beyond. And that is chapter 13. Thank you again for joining me. I hope that you enjoyed it. I'm excited for chapter 14. And uh, please join me again for the following chapter. I hope that until then, you have an amazing morning, a great afternoon, and a great night. Thank you so much.